Welcome back to episode 291 of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. I'm Mike, I'm here with Grizz, and we got some fucked up shit to talk about today. That is quite the intro theme to a movie. That fucking song, dude. Me and you've been obsessed with that song all week. Yeah, dude. yeah. We've been I, talking about it. I cannot get it out of my head. But if you're not watching and you are listening currently, we are covering all night long from 1992, a Japanese. Um, it's a horror film, obviously. This is like a revenge slash slasher kind of i don't even know what the fuck this would really be considered it's obviously a revenge film right that's like kind of like a crime movie too in a way like it's got a lot of different elements to it man and i gotta i gotta make a confession here right off the jump you know i didn't i didn't expect this to happen you know this was this is fucking blindsided but dude i fell in love this week bro. yeah hell yeah this is i fell in love shit. with fucking japanese filmmaking and like Fuck it's yeah. really centered around what this fucking movie brought to the table this week. You guys haven't seen this. You're in for a fucking treat. I wish I haven't seen this yet so I could go back and experience this movie for the first time again. Yeah, this is like a scary movie deal, right? For a lot oh, of people, this exactly. will be a, a scary yeah. movie deal. Uh, I want to say what's up to the chat, Steven. Did we ever figure out how to say his fucking last name? Uh, mice? Mice? Meesey? Uh, you see he'll tell us again yeah yeah Cinephiles sorry anonymous, bro, gloomy vampire alan cantation jane doe from aruba Ooh. wow it is uh gloomy there's snow vampire. outside my window right now so it's a quite different no climate and uh, alexander <laughs> odell what's up coming of age horror yeah yeah if you're coming into an age of uh psychopathy and murder uh <laughs> i would definitely agree with that so grizz um, this is Misi. There we go. All right. We'll remember that this time. We'll remember yeah, that. see that. So yeah. I got you, bro. <laughs> so um, <laughs> as per usual, this is a movie that uh, was released in Japan. Didn't really get a release over here for a while. There, you can find the original Japanese mm. VHS, which I have here. Um, yeah. As you could see from the cover, they were definitely going for shock value on the uh, packaging and the back uh if you can't let's see if i can get this kind of in focus equally as brutal um but this movie i love it don't hold back that's awesome like show oh, that yeah. shit on the cover dude if i'm walking through a japanese video store 
that's that's the winner right there baby yo man that's one thing with a lot of these movies is that the covers are just fucking wild they did not care in america you had them putting a fucking sticker over the middle finger on bad taste and shit like that like so dumb that you see things like this and it's just you know that's that's and i I am kind of like a 50 50 on it man because as much as i do love that there is something to be said about like a great original piece of artwork as a cover photo or as you know as like a, the, the cover of a vhs and stuff um so it's but there's also a lot of really bad ones you know like yeah, you just well, mentioned too um so it, it, sometimes it's better just to put some killer fucking shots literally from the movie that are, are gonna they're gonna sell it you know because like i just said you see yeah. that walking down the aisle you're gonna stop and take a look no matter what i want to know like as a if you were a kid in japan in like the mid nineties and you're going to the video store. Is this movie just like out there with Friday the 13th and shit? Like, is this just sitting there or is this like, like with, yeah. Or is this like in like the adult section? I imagine it would be man. Like, I mean, I, I, me and you've like really dove into this whole series kind of a little bit this week after we watched this one, yeah. we got to fucking, inspired. we got to get into them. Inspired. Um, but as like as we went along, we kind of realized that like um, the sexual nature of the films do go up quite a bit the it deeper you get into the series. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So like it, with that being said, I don't see like the later ones, you know, maybe being next to Friday the Thirteenth and stuff like that. But uh, we discussed this too. This is a thirty-five millimeter film. This is uh, this is something they put some money into. So yeah. I, I think this was like a bigger deal than just being like a you know under the radar film in Japan at the time. Yeah, so as you said before, we got into this series a little bit more because we figured we should probably, you know, have a little bit of a background on everything. Um, We watched part two, part three. We didn't watch four and five. There might be a six. I'm not too sure. But really, the main ones in the series are one, two, and three. Those are the, those are. It goes on quite a bit. There's even more than that. And uh, like the whole like psychosexual thing does, of course, go up as the series gets into the 90s and into, I guess, the early 2000s. Um, But uh, part two is very interesting. Similar setup. You always have this like actually all of them. You have this like down and out um, nerdy guy or whatever. Like they always make them look so pathetic and everything. (laughs) And of course, they have this like deep down hidden um killer you know urge or whatnot or they're you know just some sort of sexual deviant or whatnot yeah um the second one is kind of cool because it's the leader of the gang is interested in this like fucking nerdy dude so they have that like oh like the guy on guy action you don't see that too often right and it's like it's played very interesting like it's it's not as amazing yeah, it's not as dumb as you think it is. It's really cool. There's a lot of like really fucking like just cringe worthy shit and not like not like cringe like embarrassment, just like oh like makes yeah. your skin crawl, you know? And uh, that's your favorite, is right? Wild in those yeah. movies, you know? It it really and as the as the series does go as as much as it does take on more of like a perverse um nature and like, you know, more sexual content, um they don't the movies don't like fall off as far as like story goes from what I've watched so far three being the most, like, I guess like, you know, deviant one, I guess you could say or whatever. Yeah, which but, like, I, I like that one. I like that whole, it was, like, 
I, I didn't not like it. I just think, you know, these first two are so fucking good, man. Like, the stories are so, like, these legitimately have amazing stories behind them. Um, and the third one has a good story, but it's, it's, I don't know, like, it's just a little bit too, too, um, different from what I expected because these first two are very similar. Their yeah. stories have like a similar kind of play to them, whereas the third one kind of branches off and it's a good story, but it's just its own unique thing it, it almost made me feel like it wasn't intended to be an all night long um and then it got hit with that like name tag to maybe try to sell it a little bit yeah to me i get the same feeling when i watch part three as i do when i watch something like maniac you know where it's like this like you know sweaty greasy fucking uh just skin crawling character that you're following throughout the whole movie and you know nobody's really good in the movie you know what I mean? Like everybody yeah. and actually really all these movies, right? Like there's the only people that there's no like, heroes. There yeah. Really every, pretty much everybody who survives is not really a good person. And, uh, the only people that are good are usually victims, right? Like that's how, I mean, and even as the stories progress, like the, the people who are like inconsequential throughout the story are just pieces of shit. Also, <laughs> like there really is yeah. like, there's zero fucking heroes in these movies to really look at and be like, Oh, like this is the, this is the example of what, you know, you should be like in this society or anything like that. It's all like, it, it's all skeevy fucking characters through and through. Yeah. It's, it's like a funny trend in this movie that it's almost like the violence transfers between people. Like it's infectious. Like once people get a taste yeah, or experience it, they like, it like unlocks this thing in them. Uh, because you have rather normal people throughout this whole film that turn into fucking just maniacs at the end. And like all of them complete. worse than yeah. the people that are actually bad. Like they turn into worse, you know, bigger monsters than that, you know, that group, the gang that you in, uh, you encounter throughout the movie. And, and I think that's what makes this first one for me, like just the most endearing is that like you, you see um, a pathetic character go from, you know, pathetic to scared to, you know, triumphant to, to, to being like humbled and then like a complete monster at the end. It's, it's this like wild fucking ride. That's just, it's packaged in this amazing uh, story and they, they, they do a great job of like keeping you invested in what's going on this whole time. What is this? Yeah. Like an hour 20 hour, hour. Yeah. It's pretty maybe? short. Yeah. Something it's, like that. Yeah. But it's good. It doesn't feel like it drags. There's always shit no, going not on. At all. There's but, always something fucked up going on. Odell, um, the, the yeah. tampon collector in the third one is so good. Yeah, dude, that dude is, is fucking weird, bro. Sure. Looking through the He's fucking, obsessed. looking through the little vent and shit and the fucking. Dude, wild. <laughs> um, but this movie basically is about a group of, well, they're not even a group of friends yet. Um, uh, three high school-ish age people that just so happen to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. They experience a murder in broad daylight and they basically form a bond from that and yeah. you know pretty much the worst couple days of their life ensue <laughs> right like this yeah, this, this is one of those movies where it's like just when you think shit can't get like any worse it does and just when you think like somebody wouldn't do that thing they do it and it's like really um I, i'm not gonna say realistic but like probably pretty realistic you know what i mean like nothing seems far-fetched i can say that yes there's nothing in this movie that's like this wouldn't fucking happen or like why would they do that like everything is is pretty playable as far people as like how i'd up, imagine man. this would go down man yeah people are definitely fucked up uh you could see why somebody would be out for revenge um 
I really do like the three main characters. They're all about, I think, 17 to, to 19 or something like that. I'd say about, I'd say in that age range. Right. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Shinji, 17. Uh, Kensuke, 19. And Tetsuya is 18. Yeah. So, like, they're all oh, around God. high school, college age. The one dude is in, like, a, um, what would you call that? Like, a vocational school. Right, he's gonna go for a a job interview at a for a, to be a, to be an airplane mechanic. That yeah, was yeah, he goes on that. Then there's like this other dude that's still obviously in high school, and he's supposed to be going to college. He's like a nerd. He's a bookworm. Then there's the other guy. He's like uh, like the rich kid. It seems and like cool right? with the foreign car. Dude, that house that he has is fucking sick. Oh yeah, it's it's, it's awesome. got like that traditional Japanese like outer gate fence. Right. But like the inside looks all, I guess for the time, like all new and shit. Modern. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, he's probably originally out of the three, the one like that is kind of the ringleader of the sickness. He's the first one that starts showing like these fucking tendencies to be, you know, kind of off. And it's really pretty cool because he, I guess, kind of like walks the, the line you know what I mean? Until the very end where like they yeah. go and confront the gang and then he's like, holy shit. Like, okay, yeah, we're doing this. And then once they get in there, you're in, you're in. <laughs> he loves it once they go in. Yeah. Um, but like all these characters are super, you know, average kids, teenagers, young adults or whatever, just going about their lives. And uh, they heavily affected by a traumatic experience. Man. Yeah. And it really does. You know, why don't we, why don't we play this, uh, this this train murder that these three amigos uh, end up experiencing together, which is really sets off this bond that uh, that unfolds. Yeah. This is the uh, event that lights the fuse to everything that goes on. So they're uh, waiting at the train station. This guy's asking the girl for directions, and he just pulls out a knife and just starts stabbing. And it is brutal. They're both wearing white too. Like he's got a white. Which tank. I was just gonna say, the white helps so much. Yeah, and like he's stabbing her in the back. He's got this crazed look on his face. So they get blood on the camera here at one point, and I just absolutely fucking love it. You know, that's something that they tend to do in these Japanese movies. That they let the blood hit the camera and they don't stop or anything. Like they just let it roll. Great. Yeah, it's almost like it adds that like extra um immersion into it and the cool thing about that scene too is that the train fucking noise the ding 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 is going on throughout the whole thing and um it's pretty cool because it's one of those like wrong place at the wrong time the butterfly effect type thing where the one guy missed the train so he had a walk and he ended up there you know what i mean like the other dude yeah. like you know he's on the motorcycle and shit like you just stopped at the train. You you know, if you were maybe a minute faster, you wouldn't have been involved with any of this shit. But so I, I love how like it shows later uh, that they're all fucking wasted, and the dude's like driving this car around completely shit faced, and they're oh. talking about like we gotta fucking you know we're gonna make things way better for ourselves. It was like pretty much the plan, right? Like, like we gotta get girls and like this and that. Well, um, the whole thing was like after the whole, you know, murder and stuff, they meet up at the guy's house and they're like, you know, let's try to get our minds off of all this shit. Like, this is fucking terrible. Let's have a party or something, you know, in like bring your girlfriends, like bring a girl. Yeah. The only problem is none of them had girls. 
but no like one, they were nobody all... wants to admit it though either. It's yeah. all like, yeah, of course we'll bring our girlfriends to the party. Yeah, yeah. So the the one dude that's like the he's the nerd. He's uh, let me let me get his name so we can actually attempt to say it throughout this whole I, thing. Yeah, that's Tetsuya. Yeah, Tetsuya is the Tetsuya. Yeah, with the glasses and everything. Uh, he asks this dude to kind of help him out, right? He's like a bully, I guess, in the school, the big oaf that like I thought was the guy in the gang, but it, it's a separate guy. Um, yeah, different guy, but kind of a weird, like weird character too. Like how I was saying, there's no like real good guys in this movie. Like even this dude that's like you know, kind of cheating off him at one point. Like he's supposed, like he's you said, he's kind of like a he's just a piece of shit, and like he also is like very braggadocious about like all the girls. And he's able yeah. to get and stuff like that. Wait till you see this guy. Meanwhile, he's like a fucking slob and everything. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Right? He's complete like complete fucking pig, dude. He's getting crumbs everywhere and shit. Um, but he sets our man up with a girl, but little does Tetsuya know that they have an ulterior motive and they're actually kind of pulling a prank on him. They're gonna fuck with him. And uh he's just you, you see what kind of guy he is. <laughs> So basically he's talking to this girl saying, I know you guys are like dating and you're plotting something against me, but you know, I could deal with that. I just want to be next to you for a little bit. So he's like pathetic, but, uh, he starts fucking making this weird jerking motion. I thought he was fucking gooing in his pants, but he ended up puking on her lap and she slaps him with the book. Now a good thing I like that they do is he pukes again yeah, at the end. Yeah. They keep it going. Yeah, like he's nice he's in the play. background. He's like in the back, and you just see him puke onto the fucking table. I love it. So, and this also comes after like a whole day of him like trying to find this girlfriend that he has to take, and really his last ditch effort was to go to that bully dude and be like, "All right, you know, whatever. Like, you know, I'll I'll buy one, whatever it takes. I need a girlfriend for a few hours for this party, and that's the girl that he." he's set up with and even a situation that he's going to potentially pay for or he's set up for his nerves are just shot he cannot be around a, a female for any length of time without yeah, just being extremely nervous, nervous and, and getting sick so that's just kind of like he's, he's just so like you know socially weird kind of in a way and just has a hard time interacting it just gives you a great understanding of like how timid this character is and and, and to see like what this guy goes through is so fucking wild yeah, and uh, he is pretty unsuccessful with his, uh, I guess, quest for a female companion. Um, no. The other guy, what's his, how do you say his name? Shinichi? Shinichi? I don't oh, know. Sorry. But uh, he actually is, like, kind of fucked up. He cuts a girl's bike chain that he's been, like, that he's, like, I guess his crush. He cuts her fucking bike chain. And then, like, just happens. Yeah, it just happens upon her. Oh, I can help you out. I'll be right back. Um, and they actually they hit it off, right? Like they actually yeah. I mean, like as much other, of a they... creepy move that it was. They 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 did genuinely like each other. Out of all three of the dudes, this was the only one who legitimately had a shot of being like, "This is my fucking girlfriend." Yeah, and um, the third gentleman, uh, Kensuki, like pulls a fucking. I don't even know what you want to call that. Uh, just like pulls his car in front of a girl that's backing up and just like gives her like the look because he's in this nice car and everything. And uh, he ends up meeting this chick and she is quite the handful. She's kind of fucked up. Right. Dude, what? So like what, ha what happens to this dude? What blew me the fuck away? I didn't see it coming. Like I thought 
you know, she's in the car with him and like she's like super sexual, like coming on to him and stuff, but also being kind of like, you know, uh I don't I don't know, like cold at the same time, like back and forth. She's playing games and, with him, yeah. Yeah, definitely playing games, but also talking about how like, you know, money talks and all this stuff and you know, but eventually we find out that she has ulterior plans as well. And like she fucking like handcuffs this dude to the fence. Yeah. Yeah. And like strips him fucking basically naked and like just takes his shit and fucking bounces. And I was like, dude, what a fucking like like you said, these are like horrible days. Yeah. That are that are happening. Obviously, these those like the nerdy dude puking on the girl after a bad day of striking out. This dude getting uh, you know, stripped <laughs> naked and chained to a fence. Yeah. That that's pretty bad days, right? What happens to our, our other dude though is truly a fucking bad day, dude. This is brutal. He's out on a date with this girl. They're out, and the gang that he saw earlier basically fucking attacks them and sexually assaults her, beats the fuck out of him. But while they're like doing terrible stuff to her, they do one of the most cringeworthy Ugh. fucking acts you can Ugh. ever do. And uh, <laughs> you know what? Let's, let's, just, let's just roll it. So they're holding her down, and a dude pulls out a pair of scissors and decides, I'm going to snip her Achilles tendon. God. And oh. you see... Oh, my God. You just that sound seeing, they put in there? Yeah, you start seeing, like, the blood just freaking pouring out. It's, like, literally pouring out. That's something that's a big thing in this movie. It's like they just... Like, the blood gushes. Oh. Like it, Here's the song too, with the people yeah. laughing like fucking ghouls, and she's actually murdered, right? She's dead. Oh yeah, done for, dude. Yeah, and this is like, oh. this is like that the is such next, a rough scene. Yeah, this is like the next step in the evolution of this like three group, uh, this this three guy group where like they're they're going to the next level now. They're gonna get fucking yeah. crazy. But this whole scene is like so fucked up because it is something that could happen to you. You know what I mean? Like, and you're overpowered by this five guys there against you. Like what the fuck are you? You can't do anything. Oh my God. Brutal. Fucking brutal. Definitely. Like, like I said, he has the worst day by far out of the fucking three of them, but they're all in their own ways have had like, you know, days that would really, you know, obviously you've just seen this person murdered. That's going to fuck with you to begin with. And then it's followed up by like three horrible fucking days in their own different ways. Uh, it, it really is like this ultimate kind of like, you know, unfortunate bonding thing for the three of them. But it also puts them in such like a volatile state. It wrecks and, and to mentally yeah, like, it, completely destroys just, these guys. To to watch them like have that bond through violence is is pretty fucking gnarly. And that's, to me, this is where we're like, all right, this movie is about to like really show you like it's pop true off, face. Man. This is it. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's funny because like after a certain point, like it's cathartic, you know, how they get their revenge. But then it like goes another. It turns, bro. It turns yeah. On you. Yeah. Um, so now that this terrible fucking thing happened, our guy wants fucking revenge. So he goes to, uh, Kensuke's house. Who's been playing with a shotgun throughout the whole movie. 
and uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he's got the gun there, and our buddy goes over, and he's like, "I need the gun. We're gonna go get fucking revenge. I want to kill these motherfuckers." And they are all in a fucking state right now, right? They're all fucking freaking out. They all had something happen to them that was fucked up, uh, but they end up wrestling for the gun. And classic mistake. That is a mistake. So they're fighting for the gun. Let me have it. Let me have it. Get, let it go. Give it to me. They're wrestling for it. They're wrestling for it. And like once it cuts to this next uh, shot, you see fucking you know yeah. The third friend is sitting across from them on the couch. And that sound he makes to got me yeah. every time I watch yeah. it. <laughs> they shoot their friend accidentally, but it's Tetsui, right? Him, That's the dude, right? Yeah, yeah. Lucky for him, it's a blank. Uh, we see earlier in the movie, our man takes the fucking buckshot out of the uh, out of the shell. So, and to me, that's an important note that it's an actual. He's, he's like, oh, we're really lucky. It was a blank that we, you know, that we used in there. Otherwise, he's like laughing. Uh, he thinks it's like, <clears throat> oh yeah, they think it's fucking funny as fuck. So he's uh, really Tetsu, fucking... not so much. He's, he doesn't think it's yeah. the best thing in the world. Yeah, uh, um, but you know that that plays a role here coming up in the next scenes that we're going to be showing, in my opinion. So, uh, but, I mean, this really, you know, I think after the almost near death experience of their friend as well. I feel like that's the true boiling point, you know, yeah. like they just yeah. almost basically stare death in the face. Let's this go is... get fucking revenge. It's really just based around uh, the murdered girlfriend at this point is really the true uh, subject of revenge. Yeah. Well, right now, this is where like an American movie would have some sort of montage of them like gearing up. <laughs> getting ready and everything uh but not in this fucking movie but they do however like pretty much gather all the sharp objects in the house or things that they can use as weapons right and uh they're gonna head to this gang's clubhouse and take care of business all right yeah, but how they uh, knew where it was too it was dope they just like yeah. went to the clubhouse <laughs> yeah well they must be well known in the in the area man yeah, but the guy also, they probably are the guy also did like see them like by that dump area so maybe he knew like that's where they hung out and shit. That'd be uh, but when our three fucking dudes show up, the one guy's wearing like a trench coat, and sunglasses. The other guy's wearing like a Phantom of the Opera mask. Right? With, <laughs> yeah, like, the a dirty drug... kids wearing the Phantom yeah. mask. It's so fun. With like a fucking drug rug or whatever the hell you had on, like a like a <laughs> like a, a fleece you would wear if you're out in like Sonoma or something like that. Yeah, you're going to see fucking Dead in '95. He's got that fucking jacket. Yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. Um, but this is where shit starts getting real because. They go in and they're basically like, no, we're going to fuck you up. Like, that's it, man. Like, everybody over here. And the clubhouse is like, the clubhouse puts off a vibe too, right? They have the huge fucking, like, the swastika flag. They have the all these movie posters and shit. I think I saw a Terminator 2 poster, which was kind of. I, you know, I think you did see it too, because I'm pretty sure I, I remember right? seeing it. What the well. fuck is with that? Like, I love when you see, like, these. It's a hodgepodge. Like, it really yeah. is a weird shit. But it makes sense. It's like in a junkyard type fucking area. So, like. It's like a warehouse almost, right? That's yeah. What and they really just collected everything around them that they thought was, you know, unique. And what I love about this, though, is that this allows for this amazing set 
for the next you know few scenes that we're gonna go through this clubhouse has the like the best lighting for oh these, yeah these scenes. for sure it it has like cool blues and like pinks in the background and stuff it, it makes every one of these scenes so fucking epic in my opinion man yeah for sure i definitely agree with that and it's pretty funny because like it seems like we're at the end of the movie but really like there's like 35 40 minutes left of the movie that just takes place maybe not 40 but like a good half hour of the movie is in this fucking uh clubhouse or whatever the fuck you want to call it yeah yeah so um when they first get in they have quote unquote blanks in the gun or at least they think that there's blanks in the gun. well that's not, what not that's what they think that's what tetsui thinks that's yes. what they told him yeah. in order for the, the little nerdy kid to go through with it he's like all right they're blanks we're just going in there to scare them basically yeah so like they're fucking them up and uh one of the guys is reaching for something on the table and they go but look behind you and this is where shit gets fucking wild <laughs> Beating the fuck out of the guys. Yeah, you hear him laughing. He's he's having fun, fucking getting his revenge. There's something about like the violence going on with this music playing. This dude dressed like. Oh, yeah. He turns around and he just lets go and just fuck it. This part. He's him losing it. Yeah. What a look. Dude, there's something about that scene right there that's so fucking great. With the Phantom of the Opera mask on and everything. Yeah, it looks so good, man. Also, they had a head in that fish tank. Yeah. They had a human head in that fish tank. Um, they did it before the governor did it in The Walking Dead. Uh, but it's, <laughs> it turns out the dude had like a dildo in his hand or something, though, right? Like that's what he grabbed off oh, the Oh, yeah, table. that little like vibrator fucking yeah, uh, but so but weird. it's such a cool looking thing when he shoots him and you see the bullet hole in the head. It looks like when uh, the zombies get shot, when Ted Danson gets shot in Creepshow, like how like the yeah, fucking yeah, stuff yeah. comes out. Man, and this is when you see like, yeah, there's no going back now. Like this is fucking, it's it's all or nothing now. Some and, you know? and what we get from here is like this back and forth kind of thing because like there's a point in here where. They let their guard down. These these three guys that came to fucking you know take care of business. They let their guard down for a minute, and the fucking the, the, the remaining dudes get the fucking the upper hand. Yeah, it's the gang leader and like the chubby dude that's like been laughing like the Joker throughout the whole thing. Oh, he was so annoying. I'm glad he gets fucking whacked in this scene, dude. So when our man <laughs> comes back in, because he had to chase somebody down that was trying to escape, shot him in the back, killed him dead like a coward. But hey, man. <laughs> You had to do it at this point. Yeah, yeah can't right. no no fucking witnesses. Maybe but, that's right. <laughs> yeah, but when he comes back in and he sees the situation, he starts thinking to himself, "I've only known these guys for a few fucking days. Fuck them. Hurry up and drop it. They want him to drop the gun. This motherfucker's got a stone cold face on right now. Pops his ass. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> Shoots him right in the stomach. <laughs> But when he shoots like him, is, yeah, dude, when he when he shoots him, fucking uh, Kensuke gets his fucking neck cut, and he just starts bleeding out. He has like a vision earlier in the movie also of himself being killed, and uh, yeah. yeah, he's he's getting killed, all right? Um, <laughs> but I really like when you see him 
like dead because it's not like in the movies like where they'll do like oh he's like he's got like the face on with the x's on his fucking eyes he looks like he's still alive he's freshly dead yeah and he's just he's just leaning against the table like with his eyes kind of open and it's like you see all these other dead bodies around him there's blood everywhere yeah and um we see that there's only please to say if you paid attention there at the end of that scene you notice that there was a female that popped up and this is a girl that's been basically hiding in the back bathroom area in the, she her seems like, like little she bedroom was, area. Yeah, she was all like drugged up or something, right? Like she, oh, yeah, she was fucking high as a kite in the yeah. first fucking scene that we saw. She was out of it, baby. Uh, but there's only the gang leader left, and uh, our man fucking dispatches him in a oh. very cold way. Something about this, dude. Yeah. So he's got the hockey stick, and he just starts <laughs> fucking hitting him in the head slowly. And like the way it's shot, it's shot in like a reflection of a clock too. So yeah, I thought that I was like, "What is, dude? This scene is so weird he's, with the clock." He's humming. It almost to sounds like a fucking like a minute hand or something flipping around, like a second hand. Yeah, it's like singing to himself, like no emotion on his face, completely dead. That's Beating it. Beating the shit out of something, it, dude. I mean, that goes on for another like thirty seconds. It just keeps going. <laughs> yeah. It's a while. So um, they realize that there's another girl, like we said, some, you know, an associate of the gang. And uh, our man just fucking, he loses. This is where he takes the heel turn, man. This is a really fucked up heel turn because first he starts pretty much sexually assaulting her. Right. And then uh, he, shit, this guy's not leaving anybody alive in this place. so I mean, and tech, I mean, we don't know what her role is in any of this. Technically, all we know, she's an innocent. They had no interaction know? before this. I was trying right. to see if this was the girl that fucking stood up our dude and like robbed them, but it wasn't. It's a t- completely no, no, different person. No, girl, yeah. So he starts fucking strangling her with this uh, some sort of decoration, like a netting of some sort. Yeah, this is another. This theme plays sometimes too. Creepy. Creepy, dude. Back in the box. Now, if you look carefully behind our man here, you're going to see our fucking uh, deadhead homie there. in the jacket pop up. Yeah. EK's favorite jacket. Shoots him in the back. He knows it's fucked up. He knows that that's yeah. not supposed to be happening. Um, so obviously, not. this is this is the wild part. You know, yeah, obviously, triple he's heel killed turn. somebody. Right, he's killed somebody. He feels fucking, he felt fucked up about it. You could yeah. tell. Yeah. This kill was so now justified. He fucking, this was justified. This, right. This kill was 100% justified. He was doing the right thing in this situation to save somebody. So in all, in all fucking fairness right now, our man's fucking technically had no ill will besides maybe trusting the wrong people going into it. He's probably as quote unquote clean as you could be uh, at this point. Uh, but things obviously don't stay that way because we wouldn't be saying this movie's extremely fucked up. Um, so she gets up and she doesn't really know what's going on. The fuck does she know who these guys are? They, all she knows is that they just came in and killed everybody in the gang, which is kind of funny because there's a human head in the fish tank. So apparently people have been killed here before. Like, right. And, And she even mentions that, like, they don't kill anybody. And I'm thinking, well, what are the fucking body parts? Like, like, they like just, you just, yeah, they just literally, them? Like, yeah, like they just killed a girl, like literally, you know, two days ago or whatever. Yeah, um, but, but, 
our our fucking man Tetsuya got um he got stabbed in the leg before. Hoodwinked, dude. Yeah, and she gets the gun and she just fucking you know, obviously she thinks this guy is a predator of some sort and a stone cold killer, but I mean the dude did just save her, her save her life. I mean it's gotta yeah. count for something. Uh, bad people do good things, man. You know. That's fair. But uh, this is like one of those things where it just gets like worse and not worse and worse, but like torturous, right? This is almost okay, like torturous. So this, this is my favorite scene in this movie. By far. I absolutely love everything about this scene. The way her intensity is, the way that it looks, the the when they pan out of like when she's attacking the dude with the gun, like everything about the way this scene looks is is fucking awesome, man. This is perfect in my opinion. So she's pointing the gun, she pulls the trigger, nothing in there. It's empty. And uh she's getting frantic. She looks fucked up too. Let's do something. Yeah. So she starts whacking the the, the wound on that, his fucking leg. That look is just the lighting, everything about it. I absolutely She's stomping it. on it. <laughs> you know what I think? You're going to spend and the rest of your life in, in jail. jail baby. Yeah. <laughs> so that's her plan. She's like, all right, I'm not going to. Obviously, I can't kill this dude. She wanted to. She tried to pull the trigger. Can't uh, do so it. now she's got to fucking go call the fucking popo. Yeah, but uh, unfortunately for her, say, stitches get stitches, baby. You know, if she would have just, find that. yeah, if she would have just <laughs> left, she might have been all right. But unfortunately, she said this to him, and he goes, "Jail, get arrested." Like he realizes, like, oh shit, like this is gonna look bad if she's the one that goes to the cops. So unfortunately for her, and like many other movies, uh, her end is met in We're a phone in. booth. So she's on the phone, she's trying to make a call, and you see the car, the blue car in the background. And Tetsuya's oh, behind. Fucking, yeah, he looks like Harry Potter a little bit with those glasses. Oh, he's about to cast a fucking wicked spell on this bitch. Yeah, he's about to fucking <laughs> ride that, uh, what the hell's the, what's, what's the broom, bro? Nimbus <laughs> yeah, 2000 that ass. Yeah, yeah Nimbus, bro. So he's on, he's riding that thing. That, the car. Look how awesome that fucking shot is. Yeah, that he, is great. he floors the car into the phone booth, uh, alluding to killing her and basically leaving nobody left to say anything different. They don't even know he's yeah. there. He he wasn't Bro, even I, there, you know? I want to get the fucking image of that girl screaming tattooed on me so fucking bad. Now, I love this fucking movie. Well, like this is, this is a big fucking end. deal for me. That's not the end because there's probably one of my favorite scenes. And I want to get this image tattooed on me when they show like a busy street, like in Japan and all these people walking and you just see somebody stop and like look towards the camera and it's our man Tetsuya and he's got like business clothes on and shit. And he's just got Clear this umbrella, look. Just yeah. He's just got street. like this fucking look on his face. Like, he's he's a psychopath now or whatnot and uh that's the end of the movie and i absolutely fucking love this one this was great Very hannibal lecter ending just like got away with the perfect crime he's on yeah. the road not on the run but just because no one's even after him he's just nobody knows he's there a, man yeah. normal life man. just a fucking an enigma what a fucking so movie this is one of those movies where you just say like wrong place Ooh. at the wrong time and if you just did something different that day, everything would have fucking turned out differently. And maybe 
uh, well, you wouldn't even have met these guys. You wouldn't have seen the murder. You wouldn't have gotten killed. You wouldn't have been whatever. One thing we didn't mention is, though, on his way back, they show the dead body of the bully from the school. So he, oh yeah, that dude did get fucked up. Yeah, he kills the bully also, and he's got like a donut or something in his mouth. But he's Shuffle like, all, his fat mouth. Yeah, oh yeah, it was fucking funny. Man, it's one of those things where like, I guess it's like a good ending, but it's not in a way. You know what I mean? Like he's not truly bad. Well, like he's truly bad. He's an evil person. But like, he killed the bully. He killed somebody that was hanging with this fucking gang that was killing and raping people. Like, you know, uh, and if our theories about uh, part three are true, yeah, then we find out more about this motherfucker. Yeah, if so. somebody uh, that's pretty familiar with this series or is more familiar at least is this is Tetsuya supposed to be the guy in the junkyard that helps bury the bodies in the third movie uh, that throws them in the fire with him. I want to know. If I that's, thought we both thought it was. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to verify that. Yeah. Um, but all night long from 1992 is fucking 1000% a, uh, bad taste video hall of famer, right? This was a game changer. No question. Yeah. You're going to, you're going like to buy us with Japanese fucking movies, dude. I'm so invested in like just fucking indulging in as much of these movies as I can right now. I remember way back when we said like, Hey, like, if you know any like low budget shot on video, fucked up sh like shit from over there, like let us know and you know look where we are now. We're uh, going down the rabbit hole. And what I'm realizing, it doesn't even got to be fucking that low budget shot on video type of stuff to get wild fucking movies like we just saw there. I yeah. mean, that's a 35 millimeter film we just saw, and it's yeah, it's chock full of the fucking gore and everything else you'd want. Yeah, you know, from and a I movie. And I'm sure we'll be covering the other ones. I'm sure we'll do part two. I think we're definitely oh, going to do part two eventually. To, yeah. um, but we are going to be continuing our Japanese month uh, with two movies next week. Um, one is 36 minutes long. The other is a short that is 22 minutes long. So we thought we'd condense them into one episode. Uh, the more, I guess, uh, movie of the two is going to be <laughs> biotherapy from 1986 uh this movie is a wild it's not really a supernatural slasher it's more of a sci-fi slasher to tell you the truth but uh the kills are fucking ridiculous in this movie um you're gonna love it chris i'm telling you you're gonna like I'm this sure. movie oh, yeah, yeah. From what you already told me i think i'm gonna dig it tons so. of wild shit it's it's brutal and uh the second movie we're gonna do my <laughs> Grizz's choice for the, for next week is Katori Tachi no Inai Hanazono, aka Garden a Garden Without Birds. Uh, six yes. friends or six friends arrange a kinky party at the top of a luxury hotel where a dominatrix and her gimp wait for yeah. the guests. Yeah. Once they start using drugs to spice things up, the party takes a bloody turn. Uh, I mean, that's that's fucking got my name written all over it. So that was a yeah. must. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll gonna, take the clips that I can from that one. Let's put yeah, that we'll see. Way. We'll see what we can do with that. Um, that's going to be a two for one. Um, Biotherapy's wild. You can actually watch that on YouTube. That's out there. This one is on, uh, I think that was on F'd Up Movies, right? That yeah. uh, actually, most of these movies are going to be on F'd Up Movies, to tell you the yeah, truth. Absolutely. Uh, I think actually All Night Long was on YouTube too, but the Internet Archive also exists. So you could go on there. Yeah. That's a good spot for that stuff. Love I think they had shit. some of the. 
think they had some of the guinea pig stuff too, but I don't know if it had subtitles. It might've just been the straight, you know, Oh, gotcha, yeah. yeah. Cause that's, that's the problem when you buy like the originals is that they were made for the Japanese market. So no English right. and uh, right. no subs. <laughs> it's straight Japanese, but it looks fucking great. So, you know, take the, you know, it's whatever, but Grizz it's time for the wide world of metal man. And what do we have this week? You know, I, I'm covering a little bit more of a, I don't know how, I mean, more well-known than something I would usually try to go for, but I have been absolutely fucking obsessed with this band, and I absolutely love them. Um, everything that uh, I, I, I listen to from them, all the new releases they put out, I'm, I'm super fucking impressed with. The band is called Brat, simple B-R-A-T, four-piece. Um, I, I just, I love that setup, man. Fucking guitar, bass, drummer, sick fucking lead person. Um, and, and the you're not fucking playing an instrument and you're doing vocals you better be fucking good man like, you better be entertaining in my opinion and this band checks all those boxes um they just put out a brand new single uh hesitation wound um and this video i just fucking all their videos are fucking great but this one is really fucking yeah, cool. kind of set in like a, a malt or old coffee shop or something like that uh, what, what do you think of this fucking this band at all, man? Have you listened Bro. to other tracks? Besides, I think I think I've sent you some stuff before yeah. in the past, actually. Yeah, you know, it just it reminds me of like shit that I listened to like back in like high school and college and shit. Like more like like a hardcore influenced metal. You know what I mean? Yeah, like where it's got that like hardcore influenced for sure. Yeah, it's got like that like fucking makes you want to mosh type shit. Which I was surprised that you were into this because um, you're not really into that sort of stuff. You know, bro, I got to tell you something. <laughs> I've been, I, I'm slowly coming around to like, okay, so like there's, there's hardcore that I'm actually really getting into, right? Um, but there's a lot of hardcore that I really fucking can't get into, which I think is fair with like any subgenre of music. You're going to find things you like and dislike. Yeah, uh, yeah. But you know, things like this, like bands like Drain, um, the fucking dudes in Dead Heat and shit, uh, that stuff. It, it fucking rules it definitely more on like the crossover aspect of things that i like a little bit more but then you get like stuff like that like fucking knocked loose and all that shit dude i can't fucking that 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 fucking you just don't like for you me. don't like straight mosh metal you're not into like straight uh you know and, and it's a lot to do with the vocal delivery too you know i don't like that like old mad ball style fucking vocal delivery or that fucking like the hate Rick breed Clyde. fucking talky fucking <laughs> you know bullshit yeah, yeah. i can I sound you. a little bit more metal but i yeah. i will i am coming around quite a bit to fucking hardcore yeah. so i'm not a, a total fucking loser guy so let's let's roll this first <laughs> clip so people get an I idea love of what the fuck we're talking too. about it's so good i wish i had hair like that dude hey. <laughs> jackson nice yeah shit Looks like your guitar. Is that your guitar? I believe it's. Um, I think it's the same model, just not the uh, the crackle. She's yeah. a beast too, dude. She fucking kicks ass on vocals. See, like this is shit that like I would have been all over this. Like I don't really go to shows anymore. I'm fucking too old. I fucking hurt myself getting up in the morning. But uh, well, like when I've heard of your old band, uh, your old dealers band and stuff, it kind of reminds me a little bit of like what you guys were like doing with that band in a way. Yeah. Where it's more of like a metallic hardcore. Um, yeah, yeah. You have like heavy parts that are like breakdowns, but not really, not really like chuggy breakdowns, more just like heavy riffs 
where like if you yeah. were a fan of like you know certain like 90s hardcore bands or whatever like that was the shit that they were really doing instead of just dun 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 yeah that's like the oh yeah there's something about writing like a super heavy fucking like cold as life riff like where it's you know just slow and fucking there's something about nailing that's what me right now yeah that's that's key elements for me to really get into something is it, it there's got to be that like really hooky really catchy fucking good riffs and i'm a fucking sucker for a good two-step riff dude i fucking hear that my, my fucking yeah, well, you like you like the fucking tupa beat and everything like you oh, like that well, a, that's, that's the fucking <laughs> core of my favorite fucking music baby porn grind is life so if you got a good tupa going i'm fucking about it and that definitely reminds me of it a little bit uh but dude what what really sold me the original time I saw, I saw this band in a, one of their music videos and the bass player was uh, wearing a fucking Ween shirt. I was like, that's yeah, so funny. This, Dean this, Ween. This is fucking it, dude. What's up, Dean? Shout out to fucking the Ween fans, baby. Big was ups. it uh, Bananas and Below? Right? Is that a Ween? Right. Right? Dude, you're fucking, I'm so surprised by you every day. <laughs> dude, I'm, I'm eclectic, man. I know. I know a little bit of everything. Uh, let's roll that second clip, which I believe has one of those heavy fucking riffs in it. Yeah, it does. Nice, good, chuggy. Like this is the shit. Love like, that. Yeah, yeah. This is fucking good. This is like a crowbar riff, man. I'm, I'm surprised you don't like crowbar. It is like a crowbar riff, actually. Now that I'm listening to it. This is every band that was, I'm out of This is every band that was in until fucking 2008. <laughs> always, you always go halftime. Well, no, you do. You do the the riff. You do a halftime chug, and then you do a halftime open. So like <laughs> just <laughs> three phases. Really yeah, yeah. That's the three. That's the three phases of a breakdown. If if you're not a musician out there, that's how it works. Um, I really I like this band. I I think the music's fucking cool. The production value's cool. When you listen to it in your car, it sounds really good. That's the big test, right? The car test. Um, I definitely uh like this is the type of music that I would say I pretty much grew up on. Like when I started going to like I'm gonna say real shows because it's you know, when you're going to fucking like punk shit that's local and stuff, oh, you're yeah, not really yeah. seeing the world. But when I started going Shows to things, attention. Yeah, yeah, when I when I went to school, like shit at Lemoore's and all that stuff, like this is the stuff that like I would have been fucking pumped to see. Um, nice. But I, I think people would dig this. The production value on the fucking video is really good, too. All their videos are super funny. They're, they're really they're just, it's, it seems like a really fun band. That's yeah. what always sells me, too. You know, if, if yeah. it looks like they're having fun. That's the band I want to listen to. You know? Yeah. And uh, one thing I would say is I would definitely eat at this place where they shot it because it looked really fucking nice. Uh, it was like a very interesting building. I don't know what I, I don't know why I like noticed that. But hey, man, 10 out of 10. I would say uh, I wish more non mainstream bigger bands would do music videos like this. Yeah, I wish they would just take it a little less. Just be, just have fun with it. Just be have a little fun. fucking goofy, man. Like, yeah, it's fine. You're playing yeah. fucking metal, man. Hasn't been serious since 1981. You know what I mean? So, uh, Grizz, where can they find this stuff? Uh, you can find Brett on their Bandcamp. Uh, you can find it on Spotify, iMusic, all that shit. Uh, is iMusic a thing? Fucking, I, don't I don't even know, know what the hell that is. iTunes? Yeah, is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, is that iTunes, still a thing? Bro. Is iTunes still around? Bro, are you kidding me, man? You're you, you got a fucking iPhone, dude. 
<laughs> I have no music on this. I just listen to Spotify. Uh, but yeah, you can find them on all those fucking platforms and the things you have on your phones that you might use that I don't use. Uh, you can fucking you can you can find it on YouTube for these videos and shit, dude. There's all kinds of fun stuff. Fucking look up Brat B R A T. Yeah, that's see. I'm surprised. I mean, there's Dubrat. But I was gonna say, I'm surprised nobody's used that name before. <laughs> Dub rat, a little different. Hey, dude, what can I say? It's you know, on all that is on Paramount Plus all the time. So I gotta, you know, you got Paramount Plus? You a Paramount Plus yeah, guy? Do you got Plus, all them? Yeah. You got everything? Oh, I fucking feel like I do. The only thing I don't have right now is HBO Max. So, so besides Shutter, obviously, because that's only horror movies, really. Well, 99 percent horror movies. What do you think's the best streaming service? For horror for shit, me? paid, paid, yeah. Oh, for horror movies? Like, say, you, for me personally. What do you find like um, you watching movies on? Oh, dude. Uh, I mean, honestly, I watch most of the horror stuff that I watch is on Tubi. If I'm using yeah. a streaming service to watch fucking a horror movie. Yeah, yeah. But if I'm going to be honest, I watch fucking Ghost Adventures like almost every fucking day on the Discovery <laughs> Plus fucking app. So that's the number one for me. My man, my man. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I end up, I always end up watching like fucking random, like late 2000s or either, or like 2010s horror movies on Peacock and shit. They always oh, have yeah, like, they, got, they do have a bunch on there. Yeah, they got it. Right. They got a pretty good thing, uh, especially with the fucking, you know, the network on there and stuff. There's tons of Netflix stuff. Netflix is pretty bunk in my opinion for horror movies. Hit or miss. Once in a while, they'll have something. Uh, I find Netflix is good for watching. Uh, they have a lot of like Korean horror movies and shit. And once in a while, oh, you'll, you'll find a lot of Korean stuff. Yeah. You'll, you'll find a, a hidden gem in those. You just kind of, kind of give it a chance, which is, you know, some people don't have time to do that. I just put them on when like, you know, as background or whatever. And if, it, if you think you like it, you go back and start over when you're actually paying attention. That's, that's how I kind of do this shit. Um, but to be, Paramount I guess does not have the best Paramount, has, Paramount plus is the fucking worst of it's all kind of, it's the free bunk dude for sure terrible fucking like uh layout for everything so hard to find anything works like shit always disconnecting oh my God, you use fucking apple tv that's even fucking worse no, that <laughs> that's that. yeah. fucking horrible. hey man can't beat good old dvd blu-ray vhs right <sighs> i don't even know what yeah i even though i have been buying a lot of uh dvds and shit lately uh i feel like well, well, the thing is, is that I buy a lot of shit that's not in English, not just Japanese, but just other yeah. stuff that's not in English. So uh, it's nice to have the original tape and everything to use for mixtapes or whatnot. But better to understand the movie, too, if you can yeah. fucking read it. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of that shit is, um, you know, you could buy the DVDs for under fucking ten dollars. They're super cheap. So you just buy a DVD copy of it just so you have it also. Uh, that's a pro tip for anybody uh, that's in, into foreign movies it's or whatnot. Yeah, just a tip. Uh, so Grizz, I think that just about wraps it up for this week. Um, where can they find you on the internet? You can find me on Instagram at Kane underscore enabler. And you can find me at bad taste video and you can find everything we do at www.badtastevideo.com. Please subscribe to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash bad taste video podcast. We really appreciate it. Go back, watch our, uh, previous live, um, uh, recordings, events, whatever the fuck you want to say. Uh, just in time on lunch. Cheers from Anthony Martinez, dude. Unfortunately, we are wrapping it up, uh, but you could go back and watch it immediately because it, we appreciate yeah. everybody in the chat tonight though. There's a ton of you guys here tonight. You guys are awesome. Yeah. You guys we are appreciate great. you joining in at nine with a, 
with our live shows on Tuesday. Uh, you guys make it a lot, a lot of fun for us to do this. So yeah, man, I'm fucking loving it. Uh, next week with biotherapy is probably one of my favorite um, sci-fi horror slash Japanese horror movies of all time. It's fucking awesome. You'll see why. It's like it's just very unique. Um, but we got another one at the end of the month that you're going to fucking probably be like, what the fuck? How have I never watched or heard of this one? That's going to be another fun one. But Grizz, uh, yeah, Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on our YouTube page. We have a Patreon if you want to donate some money to us. We have some things up there. We could, I, I, Most of this stuff you can actually find online, funny enough. Yeah. Um, sure. Unless it's a Toho, unless it's owned by Toho, um, you can pretty much find it. Everything else, no good. Um, but Mr. Chris, Macy, go watch this movie, brother. I know if anybody here is gonna love it, it's definitely gonna be you, man. Fucking yeah. check this one out. Yeah, go go watch fucking all night long. It's it. There is a copy on YouTube. There is a version on there. It looks like shit. But go to the Internet Archive or just go. I don't know. Is there a Blu-ray DVD? I don't know. Go buy it. But there Chris, is a DVD. Cheap, there is. A, so. There is. I'm gonna go fucking buy that too. Then actually, um, but Grizz. Uh, I think that's it. I think they've heard us enough. Whoa. I think they've seen us enough. And I think it's time they go watch all night long, preferably the second and third one also, and then get back to us to, you yeah, know, take you all know. night long. It's perfect. Yeah, come back us, tomorrow and let me know what you thought. Yeah. Let us know what you think. Uh, but thank you for coming. We will see you next week with biotherapy and a garden, a garden without, without birds. birds. <laughs> Fuck yeah. See ya.